You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Appreciate you joining me. It is Monday in another week. Uh, we're going to start today with some realignment talk, and then we'll get into some TCU athletics news. TCU soccer actually hit the pitch tonight, and they got a victory. Man, you see that? I use the word pitch there. I've been watching a little Ted Lasso as of late, so um, my, my European soccer jargon is starting to get at a pretty good level. But anyway, TCU, they defeated Texas A&M 2-1 in a top-10 matchup at uh, Garvey Rosenthal Stadium on Sunday evening, so an exciting win for them. We'll break that down a little bit in segment two. But in segment one, let's talk about the topic and the discussion that's been dominating our conversations over the past month or so, and that is conference realignment. So Nicole Auerbach, I saw her come out with this report on Friday night uh, going into Saturday that the three of the power conferences in college football, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12, they had been talking. That was known. There were some meetings that were going on. And they had been discussing potentially forming an alliance. Of course, in this alliance, the Big 12 was not involved. We might find out as early as Monday exactly what that means and what that is, what that looks like. According to Nicole Auerbach in The Athletic, and others around the country, uh, they're ready to sort of disclose and let people know what they mean by alliance, what that looks like. I, I'm not really sure what the options are here. I don't expect one big super conference. Maybe there's some agreements for some non-conference scheduling. Maybe there's some agreements as far as, hey, let's make sure we're all united. Let's make sure we're a united front against the Death Star that is the SEC, a conference that's about to add two more teams. Uh, I think the negative to this is is more conversations that the Big 12 is not involved in. The Big 12 doesn't seem to have a seat at the table at all in these discussions. It really is sort of everybody for themselves. As far as the eight that are going to be remaining in the league after... Texas and Oklahoma defect. So that's not good. Now, George Klifkoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, he said in an interview um, recently that the Pac-12 would be making a decision in the next few weeks about expansion. So we're not talking months, not talking years. Even though these things are fluid, it appears they want to make a decision on, hey, do we want to expand? How would we want to move forward in the coming weeks? And that they've already met with the schools that are interested in membership in the Pac-12. My understanding is that TCU would be one of those schools. Not sure what the extent of those discussions were or have been, but that's where we are with the idea of Pac-12 expansion. It's it's a fascinating story. I I, I really think, like, on, on one hand, the Pac-12 is in a pretty good spot, and they haven't been in a position of power in a while. But with the Big 12 sort of 
folding in a way, they look a lot stronger in comparison. I don't know why they would just sort of stay put and and roll with the status quo unless they have bigger ideas when it comes to expansion, maybe some teams that carry a little more weight. But I would think TCU would be in a pretty good position if the Pac-12 does want to expand to maybe land there. But the Big 12 and Bob Bulls being everything going on with leadership at the top, I mean, they are, it's just, they're, they're an outcast right now. Like, they're not, they're not the negotiating table. They're not part of these discussions. And I, I don't know what their communication's been like with some members of the American Conference. Because even though that's a G5 conference, there's schools there that you could add that from a competition standpoint in football would make things a lot spicier. But the Big 12 as a whole is kind of sitting at the kids' table right now as everyone else has these discussions about the future of college football. And that is concerning. Uh, Because even though as these eight remaining teams sort of figure things out, it appears that everybody's kind of doing their own thing, making things happen on their own merit, um, negotiating deals potentially by themselves. It's sad to me that the league might crumble. And it's sad to me that they're not a part of any of this moving forward, at least right now. Uh, and that Bob Bowles being leadership there have been caught such, so flat-footed on another similar story of conferences trying to poach and take from the Big 12. So that's where we're at with realignment. We don't know what this alliance is going to look like. We should find that out this week or at least get a better idea of, hey, here's what we're talking about, here's what we're discussing. And the Pac-12, according to George Klickoff, their commissioner, will be making a decision in the next few weeks on what they want to do with expansion, if they want to move forward with it, and then what schools would uh, carry the most weight and have the best chance when that time comes. So we'll see how this plays out. Um, Hopefully early in the week we'll get a, a better picture of this is what this so-called alliance looks like. And we'll also see how strong it is. I mean, are, are these three conferences going to stick together and band together? Because that's something in the college football world that's never gone well. People making deals and trying to shake things up and make things happen together. Usually somebody gets greedy and wants a little bit more of that pie. Coming up next, we'll talk some TCU soccer. They get a nice win. Eric Bell's club does against Texas A&M on the field in Fort Worth on Sunday evening. That's coming up on Lockdown Horn Frogs. I'm back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs, segment two coming your way. TCU soccer underway uh, this evening. They won their opener against Stephen F. Austin by a final score of 7 to nothing. So a, a pretty dominant, emphatic win um, on Friday, getting that victory 7-0 to Neil in that one. And then tonight, or uh, I guess Sunday, you're listening to this on Monday, but I'm recording it on Sunday. On Sunday night, the team gets a win over Texas A&M 
TCU was number eight in the country coming into this game. Texas A&M was number nine, so a top ten matchup. Frogs lost to the Aggies in College Station in a, a spring exhibition game last year, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. So turn around and play them this year, and TCU gets the victory. Two to one, a really productive day from Brandy Peterson. She scores a goal in the second half to give TCU a two nothing advantage. She also had a ball she put in the box in the first half that an Aggie defender kicked in their own goal. So it was an own goal from the Aggies, but uh, the play created by Brandy Peterson. So really, she in a in a way sort of had both goals tonight for TCU. They did give up one soft. Uh, the Frogs did give up one soft goal on the back of the net, but they're able to hold on and win the game 2-1 to one over Texas A&M. So nice start for TCU soccer. They lost a lot of production with Yasmin Ryan and Lee Alvarado moving on to uh, the next level or next phase of their life. But picking up right where they left off, winning big games against good teams after getting that 2-1 to one victory over Texas A&M on Sunday. Elsewhere in TCU Athletics, before we go, I want to talk a little bit about this receiving core for TCU football. I did not expect to discuss this position group again, but Matt Jennings, my pal, he texted me today and he was sort of like, I'm you know, I'm not really buying this idea that this team is very deep at wide receiver just because there's so much unproven talent there. I mean, JD Spielman is proven, I think, but he's couldn't stay healthy last year. He struggled to stay healthy in the past. So how long is he going to be on the field? Um, Quentin Johnson obviously looked like a monster towards the end of the season, but his stat numbers weren't amazing. Savion Williams was mainly a kickoff return force last year. Tay Barber will have to stay healthy. That's been something that he struggled with throughout his career. Darius Davis will have to transition from dangerous punt returner to can you be somebody – that the team can count on to make plays in the passing game this year. But, I I mean, Matt's point is well taken. Like, there is – I think there's a lot of talent with this receiving group. Marcel Brooks is another name that comes up, again, sort of a total wild card as far as what he could do at that spot. But there is ability there. And I think ability, if guys are bought in, can go a really long way – and making sure that you have a chance um, in college football. So they have some game breakers, and they haven't had that the last few years. I I think since Jalen Rager left, I mean, it's really just been Quentin Johnson who's made plays down the field, namely on 50-50 balls. So is there anyone that can get in there and run some good routes, get some explosive plays, get some splash plays going, they're going to need that this season. Max Duggan's going to need that to push the ball down the football field. But there, there is a lot of unproven players there. There's not a ton of certified production coming back at that wide receiver spot. But there is talent, there is ability, and I think there's a growing sense that if things come together nicely um, – they're going to have a chance to be really explosive on the offensive side of the ball. So that's sort of where I'm at with that group. Congratulations to TCU soccer getting it done tonight, getting a victory over Texas A&M two to one 
was your final score in that one, Eric Bell, uh, building a really special program and cool to see a sold out crowd there at Garvey Rosenthal Stadium. Uh, I think a lot of folks that sort of missed out on some athletic events because of COVID last year, jumping on as soon as they can uh, by getting out there to see TCU play some soccer tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. This is Locked on Horn Frogs as we barrel towards football season. Uh, it's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.